Hello, Internet, and welcome to episode 67 of Frameskip, a video game and video game adjacent podcast. I am your host this week. My name is George. Some call me George Cam Newton Loftus. Some might not call me that starting week one. It's hard to say. It's a tight race between Cam Newton and Mac Jones. I know there's a lot of Patriots fans who listen to this podcast. It's basically a football podcast as well, especially when Elijah's here. It's a ton of fun. And it's an honorary Cowboys podcast when Coach is here. But neither Elijah nor Coach, not even Seth, is here. Today, I got my number one wingman, Austin. Austin, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, George. But I was just going to say, you know, it'd be phenomenal if you opened that podcast that way and you, you just said, my number one wingman myself (laughs) (laughs) that would be the biggest plot twist of all time i I was so confused because i was like oh i'm I'm a host so i'm not a member of the podcast so i almost said flying solo because i like really wasn't paying attention while i was talking i went into like a like a blackout like fugue state where i was just like pulling words that like i thought made sense in that particular order yeah no hosting's hosting's weird like you talk all the time but like you don't really talk for people you talk to people but we're trying to facilitate a conversation between the two of us for the entertainment of others, which is a strange notion, right? It is. It is. It's it's weird to like talk to each other for the purpose of potentially entertaining others. But I will say, a lot of the time, I mean, when we do this, I, I mean, I have fun doing it. Obviously, I I, yeah. I think it's a it's a on our part. I think it's a blast to just kind of sit down and talk to each other as friends, and hopefully, we're entertaining for the people that listen. God, I hope so. Um, yeah, I don't really have a lot of people I can talk to about this kind of stuff in my life. Yeah. Like, I got I got friends I text with about video games, and occasionally we'll get together to play stuff. Right. But they care about, you know, random things. Like, they're just like, oh, yeah, the new Call of Duty's out, so I'll talk to you in two right. months. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, but it's like no one's, like, super as interested in, like, the, the industry, the, the right. goings-on, like, the, the creative side of it of, you know... Uh, studio heads moving to a different studio like you know license ship license ship changes like you know no one cares about that stuff right. and i like i like getting dorky so <laughs> no i do too that's some of my favorite stuff honestly i mean for the same reason because like i don't don't really have many people to talk to it talk, yeah. talk about that stuff with yeah so. also it's a pandemic and it turns out it's really hard to make friends in your 30s that's true yeah it sucks that's true. It sucks yeah. you better better make a lot of friends in your teens and your 20s because it's it's <laughs> slim pickings once you hit 30 <laughs> And God forbid, uh, like you said, a worldwide pandemic erases any chance for you to get out and, and meet people. Yeah, God, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played Friday Night Magic in forever. It sucks. It sucks. Um, <laughs> anyways, we're going to talk about video games today. But uh, first, I think we want to talk about everything but video games. How's yes. that for just hitting you in the face with, yeah. a, with, a, with a truth slap? Um, Austin, I think, you, I think we both want to talk about the same thing first. Sure. Yes, why, don't the, you, why, don't, why don't you say what it is so I know we're on the same the, page? It's the Spider-Man uh, No Way Home trailer that just oh came my, out. Oh my goodness. Technically, it, is, it was yesterday at the time of recording this, so Monday night. Yeah, it leaked earlier this week as like sort of found footage. Like it it didn't even look like it was recorded on a smartphone. Like it looked like it was recorded on like a flip phone, you know, right. like a like a Motorola like Razor, which yeah. was the premier flagship phone for Motorola. <laughs> and then all of a sudden iPhone's like, what if you could like see things on your phone? Yeah. And then Motorola was like, what do we do? Also, I will... <laughs> okay, sorry. forgot which podcast sorry, I was on. I can, sw- I can, sorry. I'm on a Gundam podcast and I can swear on my Gundam podcast. I apologize. 
It's okay. I think um, we were talking about that sick Motorola, yes. Motorola Razor. <laughs> the <laughs> Razor, which was then supplanted <laughs> by the Crazer, the even smaller Razor. Oh, so, man, I forgot. This is crazy. Yeah, super fun, right? And then, and then the Sliver, right? SLVR. I remember that. The non-flip phone Motorola. Yeah. God, good times. Um, so it looked incredibly bad footage. Like, I didn't yes. even bother. I saw, like, one screenshot of it. I'm like, I'm so not going to watch this. Yeah. And then Sony and... Um, Marvel were like, screw it. Let's just release a trailer. They dropped it last night. Are you excited? I'm oddly excited. Oh, man, I'm so excited for this movie. I'm so excited for this movie. And I know I, I think I'm the coach might be up there with me, but I think I'm like. I don't know. I, I don't want to speak for you, George, but I think maybe I'm the one that's still like the most excited about the MCU, like moving forward of all of us, of all. I'm five getting of us. A, I'm getting a little fatigued. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I'm not there. And so. Um, I guess it's maybe a different opinion, but you know, I'm, I'm excited for Shang-Chi and, and Eternals and I enjoyed Black Panther or Black Black Widow rather for what it was. Um, but this movie of everything coming out, this is the one that I'm like super freaking pumped for. And, um, just kind of seeing this trailer and the, and the callbacks we're getting, I mean, it's awesome. Between this show and Loki, I'm really excited for the MCU is going. My fatigue with the MCU honestly has nothing to do with the movies. Like I think the movies are fine. I think they lack personality because they're trying to be like self-contained, like in the same universe. I feel like we talked about this before. I don't know if it's in the chat or if it's on, on the actual show, but like, you know, you compare black widow to something like James Gunn's suicide squad. And like, you know, opinions vary on the suicide squad that just released on, on HBO max and in theaters. But like, I feel like they actually just like took some swings in that movie. And I, I feel like I just haven't seen a lot of risk taking besides like scale and scope right. in MCU, which is like super commendable. And I like that all the movies feel like they happen in the same place. But man, it's just with this Spider-Man trailer, it feels like, I don't know, man, like I feel like we could get an Age of Apocalypse movie, like a real one, you know, where it's like Wolverine is Weapon X, where he's like missing a hand and like, you know, Xavier dies in the big like 10 years before Apocalypse, like all this stuff where I'm just like, it feels like everything's on the table now, which is super exciting. And the callbacks that were in the trailer, I am incredibly excited for. I think that one character is still <laughs> one of my favorite like movie villains. And like yes. I, I think just such a great it was the first time I ever cared about that character between comics and between cartoons and video games and stuff. It was the first time I was very sympathetic to that particular character. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's exciting for me too. It, it, like as far as um, you know, like you said, I think you're right. Like they don't take too many risks, but I think for sure the stuff that we've seen with Loki and and what we're seeing now with this, and then you know, hopefully as well with um, uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Like I'm I'm hoping that that stuff kind of like <laughs> I think the interesting thing is here at this point. Maybe we've already seen some of the stuff in comics, but like I don't feel like we've ever really seen like a multiverse type thing ever done in, in film. And, and to the point that, you know, over the past 10 and even now going back to the old Sam Raimi Spider-Man films, I mean, the past 20 years, almost we're tying all those properties together and taking what we know from that. And now they're like, okay, because you've watched movies, you know, um, MCU or Marvel movies for the past 20 years, you're now in a place where you can, experience this multiverse and see all these different crazy things and understand and, and kind of compare and contrast 
how that all works compared to, you know, the movies you've seen over the past 20 years. And so I think that um, is an interesting can of worms that they're about to open. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, though, I will say the the whole self-contained thing kind of worries me a little bit, like moving forward, because God forbid somebody wants to get into Marvel movies at this point, like that, that hasn't been into them. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> well, it's interesting because like when I say like my bigger problem with the MCU besides like tone and all that. So like I can forgive that. I've seen all these movies in theaters multiple times. Like Black Widow is the first MCU movie I didn't see in theaters just because I have no interest in being in a crowded room right now. Um, It's what it does to the comics that pisses me off. Like that's why I'm like kind of uh, sick of the MCU because it's like anytime a new movie comes out, a book is canceled and relaunched for like a new creative team trying to like get people who just saw the movie to buy issue number right. one because issue number one's like really sell. And I just don't understand how like we went, I don't know, like almost 50 years with like the same volume of X-Men. And then in the last like 10 years, there's been like six different reboots of like the main flagship X-Men title. Like that's just like frustrating to me i like i personally need to do so much research to figure out like what the actual reading order is i'm like this used to be a lot less complicated like it's just like the business ramifications on the publishing line in response to the movies like that's my biggest problem with the mcu is like they're screwing up my my cool thing that i like to do right and i feel like it's in service of of no one really because you know comics are all about a perpetual state of the illusion of change not actual change right and so it's like you're just rebooting this just to tell the same story you could have told without rebooting this. So why are you re- like yeah. why are you doing this? And just like oh cool oh it's an eight dollar issue one oh that's interesting cool um like it's just stuff like that. But I'm excited for the possibilities. I think you're totally right. And like I don't know if it's like <laughs> like if someone going to like have to look up on Wikipedia <laughs> to be like can I see this without seeing the other ones you know right. which. Uh, that's crazy like it's just it's so weird to me because like the mcu has been there since i was like 18 years old like i remember right. like my senior year of high school like desperately winning a tennis match as quickly as i could so we could leave and like go see iron man one in theaters like an hour away um or i'm just like yeah well of course i've seen all them and i'm like oh man there's like an eight-year-old out there who just has no idea what's going on yeah. but sees this trailer and is like that looks cool but also they're eight years old. So I don't, I don't think they really, I know. I think they just want to see lights (laughs) and and noise, you know? Yeah. And I guess that's a different situation. I mean, maybe it's hard for me to like say whether or not it's hard to get into at this point because I am so ingrained in it, but maybe other people don't care about like the, the intricacies quite as much. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I think moving forward, I, I could potentially see that being the MCU's biggest problem is just the, I mean, not that the stories are you you can't understand them. It's just a lot of content to slog through. I mean, you look at even Shang-Chi and not that you have to watch Iron Man 3, but it's like, okay, we go watch Shang-Chi and like it's calling back some to Iron Man 3 and like things that happened in that movie, which like isn't even necessarily the same franchise. And for sure. But I don't know. Like, it's just it feels like, yeah, picking up like a six issue comic book story at like issue four. Uh, I bought my friend. The comic book store near me in Maine closed down, unfortunately, but there's a Walmart and like they've been bundling Marvel comics and like just like once a month I'll go and like get the itch and just buy like a bunch of like these bundles. I have no idea what's in the bundle. I can see the top issue. I can't see the other two. And uh, I got a friend who's super into the Alien series. And so I bought one for him because Alien was on the top. And then the other books in in the bundle were like Spider-Woman number four and War of the Realms number six, which like War of the Realms is like a big giant company wide crossover. 
And I think he got issue six of either a seven or eight issue series. And he's like, wow, that book was wild. I'm like, wait, you just read that? Like, and they like mentioned someone who's rumored to be in Thor uh, Love and Thunder. And he's like, yeah, I think I understand who this character is. I'm like, one, there's just no way you do. <laughs> there's just absolutely like they mentioned him in a line. No, you don't understand what this character did to the Marvel universe. Um, but two, like he didn't seem to mind jumping in, you know, in, in the middle of the story. So I thought that was interesting just from like a conversational standpoint. But, you know, yeah, like Spider-Man 3 is coming out soon, right? Um, away from yeah. home. Is that what it's called? Uh, no way home. No way home. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, oh yeah, like, oh, they really heavily reference far from home and then a far from, it's like, okay, then I'll just go back and watch that. It's like, well, actually that's kind of a direct response to, uh, not infinity war, um, end game. It's right. like, well, an end game is kind of a direct response to infinity war. And well, I guess like infinity war, all this. And it's like, well, then like Spider-Man one, which was like kind of a right. direct result of civil war. So like, I don't understand like where you can like comfortably like, dude, just jump in. You know? I know. Um, well, and see, now we're getting into the territory with this where it's like Andy's never seen the Sam Rainey films. And so I was like, well, now we have to watch them because it's like, I mean, clearly, like, that's something you're going to need to know. And then, two, it looks like you're going to have to watch the the uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, too. So that's underrated, five movies right underrated there. movies, by the way. No, I agree. Um, I agree. I actually like both those films. I do, too. So, and, but uh, anyway, it's just yeah, it's so no, convoluted, it is, you know? And it's so weird because it's just like <laughs> it's going back to such like a different period of Marvel movies. You know, like right. the Sam Raimi, just the fact that they existed at all felt like a miracle to like 10 year old me, 11 year old me. I couldn't believe you we were seeing that. Yeah. And then to have them like so well produced, to have them just like so big budget and just like so visually interesting, like given the technology at the time. I think is really impressive, but they were so self-contained and like Spider-Man only saw Spider-Man villains and, you know, his, his supporting cast of characters. But like to go from that to like, I don't know, Spider-Man's having a conversation with Stephen Strange and like Wong is like going right. on vacation, be like, don't do that on his way out. And it's just like, huh, I wonder who else we're going to see. Yeah. And I think you and I were talking about it earlier where it's like, yeah, I guess like an animated Miles Morales could show up from Spider-Verse. I, I kind of hope he doesn't, <laughs> you know, um, because then he just becomes like the uh, the Peter Porker Spider Ham of the MCU, right? Where oh, it's just man. like, oh, that hey, this person who this person who doesn't fit in this world. <laughs> um, all right, I think that's enough. You and I are both very excited. We're both intrigued by the possibilities of uh, of where the MCU could go from now on. And Kevin Feige said that there's no plans for an Avengers five on the table right now. Yeah, I'm not too surprised by that. I think. No, I think- they're just going to let everyone cook in their own yeah. little corners for a little bit, which is good. Well, and if you think about it, I mean, I guess it wasn't that long originally because what it, I think Iron Man was 2008, right? Mm-hmm. Or was it 2009? I think it was 2008. And then Avengers was 2012, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So I guess that was about four years mm-hmm. um, between like the start of that phase and end of that phase. But it, to me, it looks like this phase, from what I can tell, is that they're kind of setting up... Um, Fantastic Four is like the big movie at the end, which is kind of interesting because they I don't know if you ever saw it, but they did a um, teaser right before Black Widow came out. It kind of went through the movies that were coming out this phase. It showed like just the logo for like Thor Love and Thunder and um, Ant-Man 3 and stuff like that. And then at the very end, it was like phase four. But the four was like very clearly like the Fantastic Four logo. Mm -hmm. So. I wonder if instead of kind of focusing on Avengers this phase, they're kind of, you know, just showing these characters now that they have the Fox properties, 
um, showing these characters that, you know, they're, they're really trying to dig into before we get to the next Avengers or whatever big crossover it's going to be. And that's interesting because the villain hinted at the end of Loki is very much both a Fantastic Four and an Avengers villain. And, um, heck, even ties to Young Avengers, which, uh, have you read that yet? Did you? Oh, yeah. I know I put a gun to your head and told you to read them, but I wasn't no, sure. I read everything. I read, everything. I, read okay. I read that. I read the um, House of M, obviously, prior to that. And then mm-hmm. I read uh, Avengers. Um, what is it? Children's Crusade. That's after yeah. Yeah. Avengers. Read all of them. So Awesome. All right. Yeah, so you I, are ready to rock. Yes. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yes, I am. All right. Um, I'm sure we're going to be talking about this on Twitter. So hit us up on Twitter for with your thoughts. We'll give our handles at the end of the episode. That is called a tease just to keep you listening (laughs) until we get to the most interesting part of the podcast us talking about our social media yes handles best part um is there anything else you want to talk about before we we jump into games i got a couple random things shoot them because i i I can't think of anything cool my head um like i said the comic book store near me closed i've been spending a lot of money on ebay on comics uh, I'm trying to complete like my '90s Batman collection, and I'm just trying to grab as many Amazing Spider-Man books as I can because like I have everything from like 450 to current. So I'm trying to like go back in and fill in as much as I can there. Uh, but there's some books that I've been reading on Hoopla, which is like a free-to-use um, reading service on tablets and phones. I think you can even use it on desktop. But all you need to use it is a library card. It has been one of my favorite resources during the pandemic because you just have a library account. You you link it. And you can get X amount of free borrows a month. And they have an extensive comic book library. I've been reading Grant Morrison's Animal Man Run, which was like a really big sort of, uh, I guess, Gen X title, like in the late 80s, early 90s. And it is just incredible stuff. Uh, Grant Morrison and I think Kelly Truog and Doug Hazelwood, uh, just mind bending comics that just deal with metaphysics and reality and destruction and creation. Um Really, really interesting stuff that I cannot recommend enough. And it's like 26 issues. So not you're not in for like a, a long time, but you're in for a good time. And besides that, I've had the the itchiest little bug nipping at the back of my neck, Austin. And it has been telling me to buy more classic Marvel Legends Build-A-Figures toys. Nice. So uh, growing up in like 2005, 2006, they started including these giant pieces in Marvel Legends figures. Right. That you could combine to build even bigger figures. Uh, I have the Galactus from back then. I have the Sentinel from back then. Those are two prides and joys in my in my toy collection. And I've recently bought all the pieces needed to make Apocalypse. Nice. And so my final piece is like the Astonishing X-Men Wolverine that'll be arriving next week. And then I will take pictures. I will share them with the group. We will share them with our uh, with our frame skip, with our title show podcast i'm so excited to assemble that bad boy Um, i remember seeing those when i was a kid and i was never much of a figure person just because my parents didn't really you know want to want to buy me figures i guess but Mm -hmm. i had a a decent amount of transformers and so that was kind of my thing when i was a kid but no i always remember seeing those marvel figures and i i was so growing up galactus was like my just the coolest thing to me because i i loved fantastic four Mm-hmm. Um, that was always kind of my, my favorite comic series when I was a kid. And so yeah, I, I very too, clearly, very, very clearly remember seeing those um, figures with the, the Galactus pieces and, and just 
wanting those so bad and that that was like the coolest thing do they still do those at all like as they far as do like... but the figures are so much smaller now like it's basically okay. just built like if it takes six figures to like do a build a figure it's basically just making a seventh figure in the line <laughs> and so a whole bunch of them have been discounted recently and some of them haven't so i bought like uh just because i've been loving the new like hicksman uh John Hickman led X-Men books. So I bought all the figures from that line just because I genuinely love that series. I'm a little pissed at Marvel again because apparently he was like, okay, I'm ready to move into act two. And everyone who was like underneath him writing, they're like, we're still having so much fun in act one. And he was just like, all right, um, let me know when you're done. And he just like left Marvel like <laughs> without completing his story. Cause everyone in like editorial was like, no, we're we're really happy with where we are. He's like, okay, but this is part one of like a bigger story. And they're like, yeah, that's neat. We'll get there someday. And I'm like, okay, you're letting like your best writer in the last 15 years just walk. All right, whatever. That's fine. Screw you. So I canceled all my X-Men books, <laughs> um, <laughs> except for like the main series X-Men. Cause like, I've, I just, I've got a lot of them. So I want to keep it going, but that's so right. frustrating. But I bought those Marvel legends based off like powers of X and house of X and all that stuff. And that builds like a really cool Sentinel figure, but it's not like the big Sentinel. It's just like a tiny little slightly bigger than the other figure Sentinel. And then um, actually a whole bunch of figures from the Avengers game. Uh, actually, really? like build Joe Fixit, who's like basically if Hulk were like a 1930s gangster, which is like one of the skins <laughs> you can unlock for Hulk in the game. I think I've um, seen that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been actually fun collecting those, and it's like it's really fun going on eBay and like just trying to like win and like underbid stuff. And so like I right. grabbed a whole bunch of figures I needed for like twelve bucks. I'm like, these are normally twenty two. I'm amazing at this. And then I like don't check shipping. I'm like, this is exactly twenty two dollars. Like I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's uh, that's pretty much everything in my life that's been non gaming lately is Animal Man and Marvel Legends collecting and just cover gallery perusing and work of course. Yeah. Which we're starting to transition into nerdier stuff, which I'm really excited. I can't nice. wait to talk about what I'm working on. Um, That's we'll, awesome. get there, we'll get there someday. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, I want to get back into some sort of figure collecting, but the problem is when I when I do it, I go overboard. Which well, the I know problem you can is see you. Yeah, the problem is you like right there. Yeah, the problem is that you like Monster Hunter, and those aren't like twenty dollar action figures. Those are like hundred and twenty dollar well, statues, right? Like, well, they that... they suck you in. So I have a couple that are about a hundred each, mm -hmm. but they do a lot of these, which I, I, nobody listening can, can see this by the way, but there's some around here that are basically like the size of amiibos. They're called, um, uh, monster hunter. Uh, what is it? Figure builders, I think is the name of, of them, but you have to import them from Japan. So and with, so with shipping that comes out to a lot, right? But the other way they work is that they're, they're like blind boxes. So yeah, oh, so it, it's just total like Gashapon style word. Yeah, so you either buy each one individually and just hope you're getting it right, or you buy all six of them in a single pack. Which it's mm -hmm. like you you when you buy the whole pack, you're guaranteed to get all of them, basically. Right. But by doing that, they're sucking you in because you're paying seventy dollars for this whole pack, which you know there might be a couple you don't care about, and so. Um, anyway, that's my my long spiel on why I have tried to stop collecting figures is because I spent too much money on them. It would, yeah, God, it just sucks. Like I just I'm so in love with like so many different things, and so it's just like I don't know. Anytime I see like a really good like Star Wars Black series figure, I'm like, well, I got to start collecting these, and I'm like, okay, no, George, rein it in, buddy. Like you get you got to chill. 
And then I see like Marvel Legends and like I unfortunately like bit the bug when I'm like, I haven't bought magic cards in a long time. Like, this is okay. Like <laughs> that money's got to go somewhere. No one's going to live forever. Might as like, you know, have fun while you're here. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been really fun collecting toys again, but it's just, it's so hard. Like the only toy store near me is Walmart. And every time I go, it just looks like, the first episode of like walking dead, like everything is just completely picked over. There's like two figures in the entire aisle and it's like, well, this is really depressing. Yeah. Now I will say if you ever, which hopefully you'll come down here for our wedding next year, but there is a, a retro game store near us and they do have a lot of figures, which is really cool. They have like kind of the, the figures that people sell to them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like an entire wall of like used figures in like plastic bags. Awesome. And so, uh, one day I'm going to go there and just pick through it and, and find stuff I like. But figure collecting is tough for sure. It is tough. Also, God, I went to Hasbro.com earlier just to see if there was like any stuff like there that wasn't in stock elsewhere. And they're making the most beautiful Galactus figure of all time. And oh, is it like, that like $400 one? Yeah, it's 32 inches tall. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty big. That like that sounds cool <laughs> and hefty. And then like I kept scrolling. I'm like, $400? <laughs> like, yeah. are you kidding me? Well, did you see recently the um auto transforming optimus prime yeah it like which is it, also like obnoxiously expensive yeah and like it looks really cool but like it also looks like bulky like let's not pretend that's the same thing as like a real optimus prime toy right 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 oh god it looks awesome but it's like i mean w- the fun part was transforming it yes. <laughs> and now you're not taking, like pressing the button yeah and you're taking that away it. from me and charging me three hundred dollars <laughs> to do it like all right that's a choice um yeah, yeah. Ugh, ugh, toys are too expensive. I don't yes, know how kids like. I don't have kids, but like, I don't know how kids have toys now. Like, it just like I'll go and like I don't see a lot of like ten dollar figures, you know. Well, and I was listening. I think it was the comedy button I was listening to, and they were talking about how nowadays most of the toys that are made by Hasbro or whatever it is, people our age go out and buy them, and they're like hard to get no matter what. And so, like, what do kids do? Like, I didn't even think about that. I found out about so many toys, not by seeing them in the store, but by like accidentally pressing Facebook marketplace and just like seeing like a black figure series for sale. Right. And so it's like everyone is like scalping everything right now. Like it's not just video game consoles. It is toys. It is Magic the Gathering cards. It is Yu-Gi-Oh cards. It is Vanguard. It's this new card (sighs) game called Flesh and Blood. Like it's just so much nerd stuff. Like the only thing that seems to be safe from it is not even video game consoles, but just like video games themselves because of digital distribution that is keeping them in check. And um, I kind of want to do like a futurist podcast where we talk about our own little (laughs) utopias. Um, But like, man, I just want to be able to like buy a 3D printer and like eventually be able to just like buy the license to a toy, like a single use print and then like print a Han Solo action figure or something. Just so I'd never have to like go to a toy store ever again and just be disappointed by the complete lack of inventory there you know but like i said i mean it's like yeah it's sad for us but like i i just can't imagine being a kid in this day and age where everything is kind of the toys at least a lot of these like higher end toys are are marketed towards the adults yeah they're basically just like posable statues at this point right and yeah and all dedicated toy stores have like seemingly closed you know there's no kb there's no toys r us there's no feo schwartz anymore like and so it's convenient that it's like, okay, we can buy toys at Walmart, but like it right. sucks because you can only buy toys at Walmart and Target. And like they're usually yeah. picked clean by 25 year olds looking to make $10 on a $25 toy they bought, you know? Yep. 
It's a sad situation. It is, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough of depressing action figure <laughs> adult men talking. Um, unless there's anything else you want to add before we move on. No, All I right. don't think so. Well, it's just the two of us. We're going to do something we don't normally do. Uh, we're going to talk about video games we've been playing. We're going to talk about them for a, a long time. So let's start with the one that you and I have both been playing. I want you to Is kick it? things off. Tell me about your time with Art of Rally. Okay, so I can't talk about this one too much because I've okay. only played. A f- I've only played like a few minutes of it. I, okay. I kind of booted it up and, and drove around. So well, I feel bad I, for I putting you, you on the spot now. I, I yeah, apologize. I, I thought you were going to go somewhere <laughs> else with that, but that's okay. Yeah, so Art of Rally just came out, and I had I'd really been looking forward to it. Had, did you know about this game prior to its release? George? I did not until I was swiping through Game Pass, and it was just a new edition. And I generally really like racing games, yeah. so I, I usually download each one just to try it out. Well, and I forget where I saw it. I don't know if this is on Switch, but I want to say I might have seen it in like an indie direct, or maybe it was in some Xbox event thing months mm-hmm. ago. I don't know, but. Um, it just seemed like something kind of neat. It's, so it's a it's a racing game, but it's kind of like um, trying to think what to compare it to. Honestly, it's like kind of a like bird's eye view camera. And yeah, it feels almost like a, like it's called Art of Rally. And so I'm going to sound really dumb when I say this. But like, do you remember those like arcade tracks where like it was all about how quickly you accelerated the car? And like if yes. you went too fast on turns, yeah. it would like fly off. Like it the almost water. looks yeah. like that. And it's a good comparison. It's kind of like a twin stick driver almost, I guess. Like it feels like a like the prettiest NES game you've ever played. Right. And it's cool. It controls really well. The cars like control really well. And um, like I said, I I haven't done any races or anything, so I I really can't say too much more than what I'm saying right now. But, um, oh, you know, just just, you've just done like the free roam. Yeah, I've just like okay. dr- driven around and that's it. And so, uh, but I like the way it plays and it looks cool. I'm excited to to dig into it more. And this is going to be a recurring theme tonight for me. It's free on Game Pass. Yeah. Day one. And oh, so. I, yeah, I got some free on Game Pass games to talk about. Um, it's funny that you've only done free roam because I've only done races. And so I was talking with uh, my buddy Fabio earlier. He's been on the show before back when uh, Elijah and I did our like big PS5 sort of like blowout. Uh, he came on because he managed to get a PS5 as well. And he is just like the person I like most consistently play video games with just because we both keep just absolutely awful hours. Um, and he'd only done free room. <laughs> and he, and he, I was like, yeah, this game's really cool, but like, it's so hard. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what do you mean it's hard? And he's like, oh, I haven't done a single race. yet." I'm like, oh, I haven't done a single free room yet. <laughs> um, and so I assume that free roam is just like really relaxing because like my, fa- my, my Fabio, I'm going to call him my Fabio, not my friend yeah, Fabio, my Fabio. Yeah. Uh, he would just be like, yeah, I just got into a certain state of mind and uh, just enjoyed myself. Yeah. Just running around listening to music. I'm like, oh, that's interesting because I like white knuckled my hands into the point where I couldn't feel some of my fingers <laughs> because these races are brutally difficult. Um, but like, man, when you finally do it, like it's it's that same old adage that everyone talks about with like Dark Souls where it's like when you finally get it, it feels amazing. And like, I think that's like the laziest thing ever. But also when you finally get it, it's amazing <laughs> um so i'm i'm enjoying my time with art of rally also it's just a gorgeous game uh, it is are, really what are you really playing it on George? Uh, i'm playing it on my xbox uh one my xbox one S. nice nice 
yeah, I don't I don't think there are any like upgrades or anything for for Series X or anything like that. So it's a it's definitely a, a pretty game. The art style is really cool. Art style is gorgeous. Also, it's super small file size. So if you have mm-hmm. even a little bit of room on your Xbox or Switch, uh, I recommend downloading it and giving it a try. And uh, as Austin said, it is free on Game Pass. It is. All right. Um, have you both been playing another game? I sent you my list earlier. I think so. I thought, but maybe I was thinking of somebody else. All right. Uh, hit me with what you think the game is. Hades? Have you been playing Hades? I bought Hades. I've installed Hades. I have not, okay. played, I have not okay. played it yet. So that's what I was thinking of. All okay. right. Well, can I talk about Hades? George? Oh, please. I'm so excited. Okay. I've, yeah. Man, this game freaking rocks. Yeah. Like, seriously, it is just a darn good game. And um, I haven't really played a good indie game in a while. Like I, I kind of dropped off indie games for a while there just because I was like focusing on, you know, the bigger titles coming out that I was really looking forward to. And so that's why I didn't get into this one when it came out. I was kind of holding off on it. But mm-hmm. again, free on Game Pass day look one at, on, on Series X and, and Xbox One. Um, I've played probably three hours so far. And I just got to the second, I guess, I don't know what the word is, second world or realm. Dungeon area. Yeah. yeah. So I've only beat um, a single boss so far. And it took me, I'd say, probably eight or nine runs, probably, to get through that first boss. Mm-hmm. So it, it really was not, like, crazy challenging. It's just a matter of, like, getting the right items and making sure you have the right weapon that feels best for you and um kind of you know understanding the systems more and once i got that stuff down it it started to kind of make more sense for me and and i really started to get the groove um and actually i think when i yeah so i i beat that boss and then in that same run i got all the way to the second boss like all in the same run for uh, that first time and so i think that kind of shows like how you know, once you start understanding, you can you can really, you know, your progression really rolls. And awesome. um, of course, the second boss just wiped me out. Sure. Destroyed <laughs> yeah. So that's where I'm at right now. OK, um, but the the story is really, really cool. I'm like a sucker for Greek mythology. And so kind of seeing the way some of these characters are portrayed and the interactions they have. Um, the art is awesome. And the soundtrack gorgeous. is really good too. Yeah, actually, I saw like uh, the soundtrack was solicited for vinyl, which is like, I'm like, oh, it's like that good that they're pressing. Okay, yeah, that's that's it cool. is. It's really good. It just it blows my mind. I want to say something. I don't want to sound like I'm dunking on a person. <laughs> um, it's it, it's just so wild to me that like this is like a game made by others, but among the people who made it is Greg Kasavin, who like worked at GameSpot forever. And like I loved reading his reviews, but he was like one of the forefronts to like do video reviews at GameSpot yeah. once they like transition to that. And like the guy's like a genius, like obviously just the way he understands games and the way he's able to make games because of his keen understanding of games. Right. But the dude just did like the driest, most dull video reviews <laughs> like I've ever heard in my entire life. And I would just sit there and I'd be like watch like the first 30 seconds just like get gameplay and i'm like okay cool i know what the game looks like and then i would just immediately x out of the video because like the dude was like human nyquil like it would just like put me to sleep because he was right. just like that like i felt like i was in a lecture back in college for a class i didn't sign up for you know but i was just like there to like support there. someone yeah 
And then I would just like immediately go into reading it. And oh, God, I just can't believe that like, uh, hey, I'm going to do this for a while at GameSpot. And then I'm going to do Transistor. And then I'm going to do Pyre. And then I'm going to do Hades. And it's just like they're on like an incredible run. Like if a director of movies was able to make like this many consistently good things in a row, like it would be insane. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, even even going back to to Bastion, too. I mean, Bastion is a a fantastic game. Thank you. I completely forgot that was their That was like their first one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and actually, this is sad, but that's the only other game of theirs I've played. I I have not played Transistor or um, Pyre. And so makes me do you happen to own Transistor. I do. Yeah. Would you like to make a commitment to play a little Transistor in time for next week? Yeah, sure. I'll do it. I'll do it because I I, I think I got it through PlayStation Plus. If I'm not. Yeah. And like I played it the week it came out. And then I stopped because I was very distracted. (laughs) I like I I, like just started school at that point. So I was a little busy and I was also just very drunk because I just started school at that point. And so like my only free time was on the weekends and I was like, well, I can't play video games on the weekends. I need to drink and smoke weed to make up for all the work I did during the week. <laughs> that's the most time for games. No, yeah, no, I'll uh, play so some I will. I will play more of that. And I also play Hades, please. No, that's pro- I mean, that's a, that's a promise. And I think the thing that's telling for me is I really usually do not like roguelike games at all because I just I find them pretty repetitive and um a lot of the time they're they're just not very rewarding to me yeah and also i feel like if you're not good on the first run you're like down on yourself and also like you're just ready to be not good on right succeeding runs which is why i like didn't buy returnal like i've heard good stuff about it and i'm sure it's a good game i just don't think that game is necessarily for me but something about hades the way it plays and kind of the fast-paced nature of it i mean you can I think my understanding is you can do a whole run in like 30 or 40 minutes mm-hmm. um, if you're really good enough. And so I think that's why I like it. You know, you're not you're not playing for three hours and then you die and you go all the way back to the start. It's it's yeah. it's very fast paced and, and it's very rewarding in that sense. Yeah. Returnal took some swings. All right. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so just seriously, any if you have Game Pass or if you have. I mean, it's on everything at this point. It's on PS4, PS5, Xbox, Switch, mm-hmm. PC. Just play play Hades, seriously. I, I do think that that all that hype last year, all those Game of the Year awards, I think they were were accurate. All right, very cool. Um, And it's free on Game Pass. It is, it is. All right, well, I'm going to keep <laughs> this trend going. Speaking of free on Game Pass, I played 12 minutes, and I played it oh, for man. like three hours. Um. <laughs> This is the one I've been waiting to hear from you. 12 minutes is pretty wild. It's an incredibly well-acted game. Like it's James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley and Willem Dafoe. And it starts with you like coming home one night. And uh, just trying to have like a normal night with your your wife, the little Daisy Ridley, little little Ray Skywalker herself. Um. And then all of a sudden, a cop knocks on the door. It's Willem Dafoe and uh, arrests your wife and kills you. And then that, I'm not spoiling anything. That's literally the first three minutes of the game. I guess I spoiled the first three minutes of the game. Yeah. Yeah. How sorry. could you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> woo! Um, anyway, report me on Twitter as uh, as appropriately. And then it's just like you wake up, you're like, your character literally goes, what the F? And uh, is trying so hard to like piece together what's happening. And then the game very quickly becomes about you trying to like 
find faster ways to convince your wife what's about to happen and that you're right as ridiculous as it sounds. And so it very quickly becomes like a puzzle game. And I think it's really interesting. And like I said, incredibly well acted, incredibly well written. Uh, It's just so cool hearing Willem Dafoe in a game. And like, you can't really interact with him too much. Like your first couple runs. Um, I think what's frustrating about the game is playing it because the entire game is like, such an awkward like overhead view of the room you're in like it it just feels like it lacks like a little bit of warmth like it's a little cold and detached and um it's just awkward because it looks like you're just looking at a, a blueprint of like your apartment and then like little tiny figures that you can't really tell what they are like you know what they are like it's it's daisy ridley it's you it's random objects you can interact with but it just like it looks so jarring and awkward and I think like a lack of warmth is probably like the best way to say it just because like even if they were like to lower that view angle, even like 15 percent, it would feel and like you were like looking at it like a diorama as opposed to just like a floor plan. I think that would go a long way. Um, But like finding the shortcuts to like convince who you need to convince to to do what you need to do, because you only have like a few minutes basically before Willem Dafoe shows up. So you need to act very, very quickly. You have like very curt objectives that you need to do and accomplish before he shows up um incredibly interesting i, I really recommend downloading especially because it is free on game pass <laughs> now i will say george just as a as a warning and i hopefully i'm not like souring your your further kind of opinion on the game but everything i've seen has said that the ending is like you want to like bleach your eyes after because it's just obnoxiously bad so cool. I, I'm I'm hoping can't wait to, can't wait to get there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe you'll have a differing opinion, but every single person I've seen that's been in the game has said that like it's terrible. So that's what I was curious to see if if you had gotten to that. I point. haven't gotten there yet. I'm sure I'll be very angry on next week's episode. Yeah, I don't know, like I'm just happy that like a game like this exists. Like it, it's cool that it's like such a well produced weird thing. You know, yeah. like the fact that James McAvoy, Willem Dafoe, and Daisy Ridley are attached to it is like pretty fascinating. Um, it it has that problem with like Mass Effect, you know, when you'd like select a line of dialogue and it would just be read completely different than like what was yes. written on the screen. That's happened a couple times where it's just like, ask her about the watch. And then he just goes, what the F is the deal with your watch? I'm like, that is not what I thought I was doing, <laughs> you know, um, just Kinda stuff like dad, that, dude. Yeah, yeah, man, like you're, you're scaring Especially because, like, you know things that the wife doesn't know you know on, like, succeeding runs. Right. And so it's like, bro, like, you know things. Like, pump the brakes a little bit in how you're handling this. But also, it's like, I'm stuck in a time loop. I'm trying to save you. Like, I get it at the same time, you know, from, like, a a narrative standpoint. But, uh, uh, damn guy. Um, I do think I'm going to try it. I'm going to, because I think I have it downloaded, actually. Again, like you said, free Game Pass game. Yeah, you know, you should you should download because it's it's a free on Game Pass game. Yeah, we're also man. PlayStation Plus really needs to fold PlayStation now into it already. I know. Well, because like this past few weeks has really made me just realize how much. Like. I'm going to appreciate Game Pass like this fall, like mm-hmm. in, a, in a time period where I'm really, really trying to save money, Um, you know, this past almost two months you know i i haven't purchased a game since i think it was monster hunter stories 2 oh and that was like july 
fifth or something. And so that's like very long for me to like not have purchased a game. I've and it's like, because of game I, I've bought like five games since then. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> pretty well, amazing. And, and normally I would, but like I said, like trying to save money for the wedding and stuff. Yeah. But um, just Game Pass is like really saved me during that time frame. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I have like gaming ADD where I'm like playing something and I'm like, yeah, I want to play something else. I want to play yeah. something new. And Game Pass, you know, gives you new games every month and, and you have stuff to look forward to. And so, What's really important with Game Pass too is it makes me play games I would never have considered ever. Right, right. Um, I downloaded a game. I can't remember what it's called, but I was like, you know, falling asleep last night. I checked my hard drive on my Xbox One just to see how much space I had left, and then I saw a game with like a really interesting art style. And I can't remember if it's called Genesis Noir or Neon Noir, like just some weird like adventure yeah. game. And like I don't like adventure games at all. But like the line art in the game, it just had like this neon hue to it. I'm like, all right, this like at least looks cool. Like I'll mess around with this for 20 minutes if I don't like beat the whole thing because it it just looks so compelling and interesting to me. Um, I feel like PlayStation 5 sold so well on the success of PlayStation 4. Like there was just like a ubiquity amongst PlayStation 4 where it was just like, oh, this is clearly the better console. Clearly the PlayStation 5 will be the better console. And I can't get an Xbox Series X or even a Series S now. And I feel like that's selling so well strictly on the uh, success and reputation of Game Pass. You know? The Series X. There's no other continuity for the last generation. Right. I mean, to me, the Series X has me hooked right now. And I mean, I have both. I have a PS5, which is what I bought first. Um, Had that for about six months prior to the, the Series X. and. I mean, ever since getting the Series X, it's just to me, I mean, it's honestly Game Pass. Like, it's not even necessarily like the hardware. It's just the fact that I can, you know, look at that subscription, not have to buy anything and just have so many games at my fingertips. And um, it's just such a cool thing. And like you said, I mean, PlayStation does have that. They do have PlayStation now. It's just as we talked about last week, I think it was they just don't I mean, they don't acknowledge it like they don't really show people that it exists. It's so weird, man. They've got like like Xbox has Xbox Game Pass has like a little over 100 games, right? Yeah. They have like almost 400 on PlayStation now. Yeah. Like what? Like why aren't you shouting that from the rooftops? <laughs> if I had that, I like would never shut up about it. And I do right. have it and I never shut up about it. Cause I'm like, no, this is a great deal. You guys just need right. to make it easier to, to integrate or like more integrated into your current environment. Um. <sighs> All right. Any, anything else you play that you want to talk about? I got a couple more. I got a couple more. I played Quake. The, oh, the, the, the remaster? remaster? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was actually going to buy that as soon as we finish podcasting. Well, guess what, George? It's on Game Pass. Oh, my God. I want trophies, though. <laughs> um, it looks incredible. How is how, she? How's she, how's she it's running? It's awesome. It's awesome. And I, pl- I played so much of this game when I was a kid um, back on, on a floppy disk, using a floppy disk. And so... That was, I think, the first PC shooter I had played when I was like five or six years old. Mm-hmm. And um, just going back to it is such such a nostalgia trip. And I will say, I mean, it's a little hard for me to get used to the controller still. Like a game like that, I feel like still is best on keyboard and mouse. But I'm getting used to it on the on the um, Xbox controller. And it's it's a gorgeous game. Really, really well done remaster. I mean. Uh, Bethesda did stuff pretty similar with the uh, the Doom games, and they all look really good as well on 
um, on current gen systems with their remasters. But I'm I'm like, it's just so much fun to go back to a game like that and and a shooter where you can just kind of walk around and explore and find these hidden rooms and and buttons and whatever they may be and and mm-hmm. just shoot people and like not really have to worry about a story and it's just a good jump in jump out game it's awesome it's a good time very cool um i know when they were remastering dooms they actually had like a special remaster of doom 64 right i've never played the original quake i've only played quake 64 do you know if like that's in the pipeline or is this because i thought i saw something that like on switch it's the 64 version that's been remastered but i don't know like the actual specifics about it because i didn't know about this until this morning like i just saw something on news.google.com and i was just like oh no way (laughs) you know let me look quick because i i did hear something too about the um the n64 version and i i played quake one and that's the only quake game i ever played on on pc so i i didn't know too much about quake 64 um so I'm not exactly sure how that works. Are they two different games? Is that how it is? Like on it was it, at with least Doom? with uh, with Doom, it was a kind of different game. Well, they just had to like make cut so many corners, just like fit it on a cart, you know. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, yeah, I mean, I guess from what I can tell, it's just the original Quake. Um, like that's the, fine. The PC that's version. fine. I would I would love to play it for the first time. And it, it I mean, the I watched a trailer like three different times today. I just thought it looked awesome. Yeah. And something uh, this is cool too. The um, machine games, the the people that made Wolfenstein, the, the mm-hmm. new Wolfenstein games, they made an expansion for this remaster. Oh, really? It's, it's it's like a brand new expansion in Quake that they put in this remaster. That's awesome. Which is awesome. I didn't play the new Doom games, but I did play the new Wolfenstein games, and like just in the original, like or the original reboot Wolfenstein, like the fact that like when you like went to sleep in the game, you'd like have a dream that you were in like the original yeah. Wolfenstein. That was just like such a cool touch. That was so smart and like just such a welcome addition to this brand new gorgeous right. HD game, you know? Yeah. So no quake. Awesome. And again, another game that like, I probably would have waited to be on sale, but it's on game pass day one. Mm-hmm. And I downloaded it for free and played it and enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to jumping more into that. And it has co-op by the way. So oh, interesting. Wink. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> Very cool. Um, all right. I guess it's my turn to talk about a game. Um, huh. This yeah. is a fun week. I like yeah, this. It is a fun week. Thank God. I we never don't play have, this many games. Yeah. Thank God we don't have Elijah <laughs> and Coach and Steph just slowing us down with all the yeah. riffraff they play. Oh, Final Fantasy 14. Uh, oh. What have you been playing, Coach? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon Crystal. It's like, whoa, all right. I, I actually do kind of want to hear about that. But God, just the fact that he, it's like a different year in his head. It's pretty amazing. I, I love hearing what he's up to because <laughs> it's so, it's so random. It's just like, so I realized I needed to play that uh, Pokemon Stadium game. I'm like, okay, why though? <laughs> Let's see, coach, come home to us. Um, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Nice. I caved, I bought it for PlayStation 5, and I love this game. Um, I forgot how much I love this game. I know it was my game of the year for like our you know end of 2020 podcast. God, it just feels so good to be back. And this is my first time playing it on like 
I, like, I, I couldn't, like, I played on my base PS4 the first time. And so playing it on PlayStation 5, playing it on a 4K HDR TV, it's just, it's the prettiest thing I've ever seen. It's, it's I mean, incredible. It's a gorgeous game. Absolutely gorgeous game. Yeah, and it was gorgeous on the original console. I, like, I couldn't believe how much better it looked here, you know? Um, so it takes you to, I think it's called Ichi Island, which is just like a small island off the coast of Tsushima. And it's about like a new tribe of Mongolians who have moved in and they are, they brought their shamans and they're doing some weird magic stuff that uh, Jin is not kosher with. So it's about him trying to get to the island immediately. My heart is broken. And then you're on a, on this quest. That's just very distressing. They introduce so many cool new mechanics, so many new co- cool collectibles. They bring back some old favorites. You remember like the old, um, like bamboo, like sword mastery things where you had to do like, a, I love those a, things. Yeah. Like a mini rhythm game, basically like they bring that back, but like for archery, uh, it's just really cool. It's just taking everything great about the game and just like giving you more to do, which is exactly what I, what I wanted. And now that I have the game, we can totally do like the raids. If you're, if yes. you're that, cause I never yeah. got to mess around with I those. I want to do it so bad. Yeah. We've got and to I'm set like, up a time. And I'm like, even considering, because there's a trophy for a new game plus, I'm like, well, it's been a while since I played the game. I might haven't beaten this game in like a year. I might have to check it out again. So I'm considering that too. It's just, yeah. it's so nice to be back and it looks great on PS5. So have you, have you done much of the expansion stuff yet? How is that? I have literally done the first quest line. I had friends okay. staying with me last week and they had gotcha. never seen this game. They'd never, they're Xbox gamers, like going back to like the year 2000, basically. Right. 2001, whenever it came out. And so they're like, oh yeah, we never owned a PlayStation. Like, what's this like? And I just like show them like, well, this is like the big new exclusive. And I showed them and like their minds were just like blown. <laughs> I think they're convinced to get a PlayStation 5 to like catch up on PlayStation 4 and everything they missed from the last generation and then eventually get a Series X down the road. Um, right. Oh, man. Uh, so I'm excited to dive back into it. I've gotten some more games, so I'm going to be a little distracted, but I don't think it <laughs> takes too long to beat Ichi Island. I'm excited to do all the tales yeah. and, and do all that stuff. And I will... I will find the time. I'm not doing anything this weekend, Austin. I'm not doing Jack. <laughs> I'm staying on my couch. I might do some fantasy football homework and revise my tier list. But besides that, it's just going to be games and pizza, pizza and games. Yeah. I, I mean, the as far as games that I'll buy soon, it'll probably be that. And um, the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, those are like the next two that I'm like, just kind of waiting for a price drop or just the right moment for me to buy. But mm-hmm. I, I love Tsushima and I played it late last year, early this year. I think I started it last December on my PS4 Pro and then I was still playing when I bought my PS5. So it was like this awesome moment where I was only like halfway through the game and then I started it up on my PS5 and continued and um, just seeing that upgrade was awesome. So I can't even imagine how it looks now um, because that was just like a unlocked frame rate patch. Like they didn't really touch it, touch the textures or anything mm-hmm. so i I'm will sure say great. that games need to do a better job of easing you back into them <laughs> because i was just like looking for like basic stuff and i like couldn't figure out like because i remember like you had to change your stances if you're fighting a berserker or a heavy or a, a shield guy and i was just like okay but how do i do that and i like, i couldn't find it in like the the game like in the menus and I, I like actually had to like look it up on YouTube being like how do you do this 
<laughs> and so it was it was right. a, a real like you're an old man idiot george moment uh but they really need like hey i see you haven't played this game in a couple months would you like a refresher like absolutely please right and like i know nintendo got so much flack for like when skyward sword first came out on wii and like when uh twilight princess came out on Wii, because it would just have like a line art version of the Wiimote on the <laughs> side that was just yeah. constantly like reminding you what the buttons were. And like, I get it. It shouldn't be there. There should be an option to turn it off, but also should be an option to turn it on for like 30 seconds. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just have a turn on when, it, when you haven't played the game in a while, for sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. Well, I have, yeah, I have one more actually. Okay. I've got three more and one. Okay. I don't even need to talk about that long. So, okay. Yeah, this is like, again, this is a crazy week for me. It's been a long time since I've played this many games in a single week, but it's just, it's been one of those weeks where, again, I mean, half of what I played was through Game Pass, and so it was kind of like a, hey, let's try this, let's try this, let's try this. Mm-hmm. And so it's been fun um, kind of doing that and just kind of being carefree as far as, like, I think sometimes I get, I feel, like, obligated to continue playing a game that I've purchased or or whatever it may be, like financially, it's like, okay, I just bought the $60 game and I'm not playing it. What's wrong with me? Yeah, I got to commit to it. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's kind of fun. It's been kind of fun this past week. I mean, but, full full games are like the new demos now, you know, like that's <laughs> on, on Game Pass. It's pretty wild. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but again, another, this is not a Game Pass game, but this is a, a free-to-play game. And uh, this is my last one this week. But I downloaded and I finally tried out um, Pokemon Unite. Ooh. which is the MOBA game that uh, just released on the Switch, I think, last month. And so MOBA basketball game. You got to be a little yeah. more accurate. Yeah. MOBA basketball. <laughs> so MOBA basketball. Yeah. I, I hate MOBA games, but I think that's mostly because my main experience with a MOBA was League of Legends, where that community is like just the scum of the earth, like in a single video game. And so... I think that's why I hate it. Not so much that I didn't like the gameplay. And so Mm -hmm. after a couple hours with this game, I'm really enjoying it. And again, I think it's because there's not really a chat. So you you don't have people shouting and like, you know, doing, you know, racist remarks constantly or whatever it may be. Yeah, Nintendo, low-key, great call. uh, (laughs) Not having voice chat on the Switch. (laughs) Yeah, this this is the one game where I'll actually say I'm kind of glad there's no chat. Um, but you still have what you need, you know, you can, I think press minus or the down button on the D pad or something. And it brings up a little like auto chat thing. And you can say, okay, I'm going to the top lane or I'm going to the bottom lane or somebody come help me or, you know, just basic stuff like that, that you would need still. And so you still have a way to communicate. It's just, it gets rid of that just horrible, just community that I, I experienced in league of legends. And, um, it's awesome though. I, I'm really enjoying it. Andy and I played a bit the other night for the first time together. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fun just playing together and and um, just playing as a team and uh, beating up some some fellow Pokemon. Very so, cool. Uh, a, a couple a couple game. questions for you, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, one: How many people are on a team? I think it's five v five. If I'm okay. not mistaken. Yeah. That actually that actually seems kind of impressive for like Nintendo architecture because yeah. I feel like they usually try to simplify stuff, right? right. Uh, okay, that's that's super cool. How's the um, how's the spread of uh, a Pokemon like it from all the different generations? Is it good? So it's pretty good. That would be my biggest complaint. And you know, if you've seen League of Legends or or similar free to play games, you would know that like a lot of it 
is is very like purchase based. So that's my biggest complaint is again, it is a free to play game. So you start out with a few Pokemon. I mean, you have like, I think the ones I have right now are Charmander. Um, I think I have Pikachu. I, I just got Bulbasaur. Um, trying to trying to think of who else I have. I have like an Alolan Ninetales. Oh, super so cool. You, yeah, you get like a range of, of Pokemon. And so I'd say it's pretty spread out. It's just my problem is like if you want to get um, Gengar or Garchomp, those are like $10 purchases. So unless yeah. you like play a ton of the game. And Obviously. I guess that's like kind of par for the course, unfortunately. Like, you know, how many characters right. come in Street Fighter and then right. each additional character is like 10 bucks. Oh, uh, that's that's a little disappointing. One yeah. thing that was super exciting about Nintendo entering like different spaces was like how they'd innovate in those spaces. Right. You know, between like Pokemon Go, uh, Super Mario Rush. Was that the, the mobile game they did? Uh, Super Mario Run. Super Mario yeah. Run, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I got Mario Golf on the mind. Um, <laughs> and so that's a little disappointing that like this one seems like a little monetization heavy, but yeah. um, it seems like you can also just play the game for free pretty comfortably. Yeah, I mean, I had read some reports about it being pay to win. And, and I looked into it more after starting to play the game because I had seen just the headlines saying, oh, yeah, the game's pay to win. But from what I can tell, I think they fixed it. And and secondly, it just doesn't really seem like it's a problem at all anymore. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't spent any real money. And I think every match I've played so far, I've won. <laughs> so do you think it's know. like Fortnite where they set up like the first match for you to win? It it's might be like you against it, bots. Yeah. It's possible. So, you know, I need to play more. I've probably only played a couple hours, but it's really good. I, I mean, it's free. So I think it's worth trying. And they just announced the other day the mobile version, I think, comes out sometime in the next couple months, and it's cross-play. So you can actually, uh, you know, if somebody's on mobile and, and you're on Switch, you can play together, which is pretty neat. That's awesome. All right. Um, I might play it when it comes to mobile. It's just, I, I feel, I don't want to say, like, I want to say this, I don't want to sound like I'm dunking on you, I'm not. But it's like, when I sit down with my Switch, and, like, I can play, like, Zelda on it, I feel like a bad person for not playing Zelda on it. Like, you know, the, the Vita walked so the switch could, could run, you know? <laughs> so it's like, you better play AAA, big RPG, single player experiences on it. Um, but man, if it's on mobile, that's totally different. Like I, I could, I could be down to, to do that. I wonder if it's uh, crossplay and all that, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, yeah it's, a- it's, it's crossplay from my understanding. I think anybody between switch and, and mobile can play together. Oh, that's awesome. That's super cool. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, I got two games I'm going to talk about very quick. Actually, no, these last three games, I'm going to talk about all of them very quickly. I played more Splitgate. Uh, that is like my new favorite game to just like. Uh, I have a podcast I really like called The Rewatchables. It drops either Monday or Tuesday. And then like whenever a new episode comes out, I'm like, all right, I want to go play Splitgate for the next 90 minutes while I listen to this podcast. It is my new favorite podcast game to play. Um, it is it again, it's criminal how much they ripped off Halo. And I'm finally getting to the point. I think leveling is going very, very slow. Like I feel like I got to level 10 very quickly, which opens up more different um like uh match types, game modes. But I'm still only in like the casual tier. Um I can't play like ranked matches until I hit level 20. And remember last week or the week before how I said I'm a god at this game? 
Yes. Everyone else has caught up to me. Uh, I'm no longer <laughs> God tier. I am pretty good tier. I'm like de- decent and a half tier. I can like right. hold my own tier, but I'm no longer like just run in circles around everyone, unfortunately. Um, but still super, super fun. Uh, Gears of War 3. I am halfway nice. through that with my buddy Fabio. We uh, have never played through Gears together. We try to play through Halo as often as we possibly can. Um, and it's really fun doing Gears 3. Gears 3 is so good. I still think I like Gears 2 more. Absolutely. Just because it's yeah. such a weird game. <laughs> Gears um, 2. Coach and I are on the same page as you there, too. I mean, because Coach and I played them all together, all of them, except for five we haven't done yet, mm-hmm. which I, I still still want to because I have heard so much, so many good That's things. That's why, because I never played five either. So, like, yeah. Fabi and I are playing Gears 1, 2, and 3 together. We're going to do four. I beat four. Love four. Four was right. awesome. Four was awesome. Uh, and I'm do we're doing this so we can get to Gears Five, and we're hoping to nice. do it fast enough so we can do this and then do all of Halo before Infinite comes out. <laughs> nice. No, but yeah, I when Coach and I played them all, or at least one through four, um, two I think was we both agreed was the our favorite. So I just love lo- two is so good, but three is good too. Three is yeah, good. three is a good game. It's it's so much prettier than two. Like two yeah. used a lot of blacks, a lot of browns. Um, yeah. A lot of navies and stuff and like this one it's just like because of like the lambent you know it, everything's like neon yellow and like that right. looks awesome um the i the upscaling they do for 360 games is like incredible on x on even on xbox one i yeah i haven't tried it on series x yet and so now i'm curious and i, I didn't try it on my one x either because i oh, knew you, you haven't played like a 360 game no not on, okay. not on the one x or the, on the series x so i'm curious to try that check out uh check out gears of war 3 i'll try to take a screenshot on my end and we'll try to try to share that uh both in our group and from the frame skip twitter account um man god it's so pretty like it 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 looks so good like i was always bummed that they didn't remaster two and three the way they did one but like looking at two and three i'm like oh no like these look pretty good like this is functionally the same thing as as a remaster and i love how easy it is like you just press the select and the start button and then like you it's like pressing like the center button on the original 360 like it brings up like the blade menu and it's just uh it's so cool uh final game i've played this week just because i've always heard great things about LucasArts games that weren't star wars but i haven't really played many of them i checked out a game called armed and dangerous which to my knowledge uh if it wasn't an x original xbox exclusive it was like just a PC and Xbox exclusive. It's a third person shooting game that takes place in like a weird kind of cyberpunk era. And it's, it's fine. Like some of the effects are like really impressive, especially for the time, but like just the characters are like so funny and so well realized. And they just like, they don't explain anything, which like, I really enjoy. There's like, you know, a a little pirate, a little like mole man, like little person who's like clearly never seen the sun ever. And then there's just like a giant robot dressed like a Roman centurion. And they're like, they just don't care at all to explain to you why this group of people came together. But like, they're just like in the situation where like a bad guy is doing bad things and it's up to them to like fix it. And I just love the content in that storytelling. And it's incredibly funny. Again, the the gameplay itself is whatever. Um, It's fine enough. It's, It's functional, but it's also like a short game. So that's like my new, I don't know what to play game you know like you're on netflix for like 20 right. minutes and you're like screw it i'm gonna watch this thing i've already seen a hundred times like it, <laughs> it feels like the the new catch-all for when i don't know what else to play right 
besides Luffy. it's it's good to have Obviously. a good game like that it's good to have a good game like that i i uh for a while there for me it was it was um mario kart 8 on the switch i would just jump back into that game and race a few matches online and, and have some fun and now i think it's actually transitioned to to um forza horizon 4 as my new just what junk food do i want to eat tonight i can't think of anything else to play i don't know it sounds like it's gonna be hades for the next week or so yeah i know <laughs> that and and uh transistor oh yeah we well, we got it we've <laughs> committed to audio uh, contracts so we have to now i know all right uh austin any closing thoughts comments concerns questions uh game pass rocks go play hades that's uh all i have to say i think yeah sounds i mean works for me yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna make that mine too. um thank you so much for listening to episode 67 of frame skip you can find us on the podcatcher that you listen to us on it would be doing us a huge service if you enjoyed this show please share it with your friends please dear god share it with your friends we're available on so many different platforms right austin like I like the whole internet. You like we're, find we are the internet, believe it or not. <laughs> um, but please, we are just dorky people who love talking about dorky things and we would love some dorky company to keep as we discuss them. So please write into us at bit.ly slash frame skip Q. If you, you have any it. questions, comments or concerns, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash frame skip Q. You can reach us at the Frameskip Twitter account that is at Frameskip Pod. You can reach Austin at Austin J. Eller on Twitter. You can reach uh, the people who are not here. You can reach Seth Slakehouse at Seth the 90s Kid, but please do him a favor. Reach out to him. Don't follow him. You can reach Elijah, ladies man, Steel at Loco Lizard Man. And you can reach Coach at Frameskip Pod. He we share it's it's like a we work yeah. for twitter it's great yeah we, we are you, all in the same pants yes <laughs> <laughs> it's so much cuter than it sounds yes um and you can reach me at gb loftus on twitter um talk to me about magic the gathering talk to me about marvel legends post send us pictures of your collection i will um, oh yeah i will start posting from my personal twitter account and then uh we'll get uh frame skip to to, to reshare those, to retweet those, just to uh, start a dorky conversation going. Because I don't think we've really, except when Seth went to Disney World and talked about like the, the loot he got, I don't think we've really talked about toys too much on this podcast, have no. we? No, not really. I need to go to my parents to get my, my Transformers. I want to do uh, that. I would personally love to see that collection because I think <laughs> I had like the entire Armada line. And then anytime I see, because they've been doing like random Generation 1 reissues at Walmart, and like oh, I managed man. to snag Soundwave. I managed to snag a Perceptor, like just like the most random possible ones. Like, dude, I would, from G1, I would buy all those favorite, freaking yeah. things. I would buy all those freaking things if I knew that I would not get sucked into it. But I know the second I buy one of them, yeah, it's over. Well, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I guess I know what I'm getting you as a wedding present. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Yeah, uh, brand new cake toppers. Just have Somebody say R- Devastator? What? No, I was going to say RC <laughs> and Hot Rod on top of your wedding cake. But oh. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Frameskip. We will be back in your ear holes next week. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Be excellent to each other. And 
ask us nerdy things. We like being nerdy. Talk to nerds. Be be cool yeah. to nerds. Also, just be, be nice in general. Yeah. Be nice people. 